Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Just $4.99 a month for your all-access pass. Playing now on Fandor is Opeka, an iron-willed Argentine priest inspires hope for an entire nation by teaching people living in Madagascar's largest landfill to build a highly functional city in their failing African country. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fandor Video Podcast. My name is Human. To my right is Chris Kelly. How Welcome, you doing, Chris. Man. Go Giants. Go Giants. And our amazing producer, Bryn. So good to be here. I'm so honored. All right. So we have a very special guest. Um, Bryn is very young compared to Chris and I, but Chris and I grew up watching this woman for years and Absolutely. years. You know her as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, but everyone else knows her as Cassandra Peterson. Welcome to the show, Cassandra. Hi. <laughs> Thank well, you. Good to be here with you. Oh, my God. It's an honor. Um, just because we're so used to associating you with Halloween, and Halloween is literally... Around the corner. Literally around the corner. And I, I, feel, like the time, I feel like the timing of this interview is perfect. Um, Cassandra, listen, I'm looking at you, and can you remind me, how old are you again? Hmm. 70? 70 years wow. old. And can I, I think I think we should start off with what's your skincare regimen? Like how <laughs> how have you aged so well? I don't know, but let me tell you, if I had some magic po- potion, you can be damn sure I'd be slapping my brand all over it and selling it. <laughs> I, I can't tell you really, but I mean maybe I attribute it to I had a pretty healthy diet. I exercise a lot and uh what about um, facials? Do what you get, else do I do? Do you get facials? Huh? Do you get facials? Oh, I thought you said, what about facial hair? Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a guy and I could grow a beard. That would be so much easier. Damn. Um, I do. I get facials. I get massages. I take, you know, I, I try to take really good care of myself. I mean, I always have. And honestly, I think one of the keys to staying younger is enjoying what you do, enjoying your work, mm. you know, I really do. I think uh, uh, I look around at other people who are old and who look great, and I think they really enjoy what they do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So for for some reason, I was under the impression that you worked yourself to death, but it seems like you really care I about. Se- oh, you work yourself <laughs> to death, and you care about self care both. I do. I okay. Do. No, and, and like I said, if if, if you love your work then it's not really work, you know? But I mean, not that I love it every single day when I have to get up at five in the morning to do an interview or something. I'm not loving it so much right at that point. Mm -hmm. But in general, I really, really love doing the character. 
Well, and, and just for our for our watchers and listeners, um, it, it's the middle of the afternoon now, or it's early afternoon. <laughs> we, we didn't get her up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I already did, did that this morning. Yeah, Don't right. worry. Let's talk about your book, Yours Cruelly, New York Times bestseller. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what's your hope for people to take away after reading your book? Like, what <clears throat> do you want them to walk away with? Well, honestly, I hope that they have fun reading it. I hope it's interesting and exciting. But honest to God, I hope that it is a little bit inspirational to people out there, especially kids who grew up possibly feeling like they didn't fit in um, or were bullied and teased. That's how I grew up because I uh, was burned as a child and um, I was made fun of and... um, you know, teased my whole childhood. And I write about that quite a bit in the book. And I I just hope that people see that those obstacles that are in their way can be overcome and you can keep moving forward. Um, So I I really hope it's a little inspirational to to people. And and I've gotten a little feedback that from people who say, wow, I, I, you know, this gave me so much hope for myself. Oh, so, that's beautiful. Well, um, thank you. tell me, remind me uh, what year you moved to Vegas? 1969, the same year I graduated high school. Wow. Wow. So you immediately went to Vegas. And so yeah. um, you had an encounter with Elvis. I did. Tell us about that encounter. How did it happen? Where did it happen? And like, what was the exchange between you two? Yeah, it's so bizarre because I've always sort of said it was a date with Elvis. It wasn't a date. It was, um, I mean, I was 17 at the time, and he came and saw the show I was in, which was called Viva Lake Girls. And he invited some of the show girls back for a party that he was having at his suite. And I went. I was so excited because I was a huge Elvis fan since I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. And um, he um, sort of glommed onto me probably because I was 17, you know, and everybody else they were probably in their thirties. And we he, he did ha- he did have that reputation. Yeah, well, but nothing really happened. It, well, first of all, I was 17. Okay. I think that is one explanation why nothing really happened. And he had plenty of handlers and his manager and everybody there at the parties. So, you know, that was part of it. But we just started talking in the evening, like around two AM when when I got off work until about 10 a.m. the next morning, talking and talking and talking. And he gave me his whole philosophy about life and some incredible advice, which was basically get the hell out of Vegas. You're too young to be here. Hmm. And uh, I took his advice and it it really did change my life. I I always tell people at that time I was the youngest showgirl in Hollywood. And if it wasn't for Elvis Presley, I would now be the oldest showgirl (laughs) in Las Vegas. What else? Before I met in Las Vegas. Do you remember what else? Do you remember what else you guys talked about during that eight hours? Eight hours. Yeah, we talked about everything: his life and his um, wife, who he was in the process of divorcing, and his uh, daughter. We talked about a major thing that 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 really uh, changed my outlook on everything. Was uh, he told me a bunch of advice about. Uh, astrology, numerology, spirituality, and gave me all kinds of suggestions and advice. He wrote down in the book, I have the letter that he wrote uh, to me. He just was making notes on the back of an old letter he had sent uh, 
to his dad, Vernon Presley. And he wrote a bunch of notes about spirituality um, and it, not religion, but spirituality. It turns out that Elvis, uh, if you kind of research that, he was a very, very spiritual guy. And I've since talked to so many people who have met Elvis and he gave them books about about his belief system, which wow. has turned into be my belief system now. And that is basically the law of attraction that you kind of get what you ask for. <laughs> wow. Um, so anyway, it was a very, very, very enlightening night. And I did get a kiss him. That was awesome. Oh, <laughs> well, there we yeah. go. How long did you guys kiss for? <laughs> Well, we were doing a few little kisses here and there, but at the end, it was just one long, big goodnight kiss. And it was, uh, I mean, I was fainting. I was about to pass out. I, all I could think in my head was, oh, my God, I'm kissing Elvis. I'm kissing Elvis. You know, I didn't really, it wasn't in the moment, really. Was, <laughs> I was just thinking about, I can't wait to tell everybody. I think that's what I was thinking. Of course. <laughs> was this your one and only encounter with Elvis? <laughs> It was, unfortunately. I wow. always wished I'd, and hoped that someday, again, I could meet him again and thank him for changing my life, mm -hmm. uh, which he really did. And uh, that, unfortunately, was not to be. Mm -hmm. As and it was weird. Uh, it was weird because he, he gave me a big, gigantic, long anti-drug speech. Oh, interesting. And then he... Okay. Ironically, died of a drug overdose. Yeah. Um, did, did you fall? Different, did you, different did, kind of drug thing. Right. Did right. you follow his advice on drugs? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your yeah. honesty. Yeah. Uh, thank um, you. So, I still smoke a little weed once now and then. I don't do major drugs, but come on now. Not like the good old days, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No. All right. So I heard another interview with you, and it seems like horror movies have been part of your life since you were like in second grade. And you talk <clears throat> yeah. about this horror movie you watched in second grade, but in all the interviews I watched, you never revealed the title. What was the first horror movie you watched? It was House on Haunted Hill okay. with Vincent Price. There we go. Oh, oh my God. That has such a classic. huge impact on uh -huh. me. Yeah, I love that it, film. And and I just hosted it actually for Shutter uh, about a week ago. It's on streaming. I've, right I've now. seen some of the promos. Uh, it's it's yeah, been it it's so been great to see that. Yep. My favorite movie. What was the circumstance like? Where was it showing? How did you see it? Like, tell us that. Okay, it was showing in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where I lived as a child. My cousin Danny took me. I don't know if it was because he. Uh, you know, wanted me to go to the movies with him or he was a lot older than me or he just uh, had, you know, felt sorry for me, but he <laughs> took me to the movie and I freaking loved it. I mean, I was both completely repelled and also totally fascinated. I went home. I remember having horrible nightmares of Vincent Price chasing me with a butcher knife all night long. And I had those dreams over and over. My parents kicked my cousin's ass because he, <laughs> <laughs> he took me to that movie. Oh, that's hilarious. And, well, I mean, literally. Isn't um, that the nature of horror movies, though, that they're both sort of compelling and repelling at the same time, that there's this terror? Yeah, and, it is. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, you, you don't want to see it in the same time. You want to see more. I mean, yeah. that's how it was for me anymore, and I still kind of feel that way. It's kind of like you're watching something and going. Exactly. <laughs> that that, that, that peak, that peak is critical. Yeah. Um, all right. Listen, I, this is something I used to do with other 
celebrities I've interviewed in the past. Um, and you're the first one we're going to be doing it with on Fandor. Uh, it's called The Rumor Mill. I'm going to ask you questions that I've read about you. <laughs> you tell me if these are true or false. And you can say no comment, but I'd really like you to answer them. Okay. So uh, we're, you were good friends with Vincent Price all the way till his death. True or false? True. 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 Okay. We have many, many letters that we wrote back and forth to each other. I, I heard there's one in the Smithsonian Institute. I don't wow. know if that's true, but that's what I heard. Uh, you're still good friends with Rob Zombie. Great friends with Rob. Even better friends with him. I just love him and Sherry. Uh, they've become really good friends. Yes. You were the stripper in the background on, on the cover of the Tom Waits album Small Changes in 1976. Okay, I really thought that could have been me too. Everybody said that was me, but I didn't remember ever doing it. And I thought, really? I mean, I know I forget a lot of things, but would you really forget like being on an album cover of Tom Waits, you know? So I looked at the picture. It looked very similar to me, but I saw a few little things I didn't think were me. And um, eventually someone wrote to me and said that that was their girlfriend. She was a stripper at Jumbo's Clown Room here in Hollywood. <laughs> That's a real place. Oh, and nice. uh, and he gave me her name. I don't remember her name now, but he said that was his girlfriend at the time. And okay. she got that gig and that was her. So oh. it is not me. I'm sad to say. Wow. Um, you auditioned for the role of Ginger on Gilligan's Island. <clears throat> I did. And I basically got the role. It was a Gilligan's Island remake. And um, yeah, I got I got the part and then I lost the part uh, after I was already packing up to go to Hawaii to shoot it and had my script and had my costumes already and everything. They ended up uh, giving it to another girl. Kind of a long story. You have to read about it. in My book too long to okay. tell here. OK, <laughs> another reason to read the book. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Is it true that your two favorite movies of all time are Plan 9 from Outer Space and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Is that really true? No. <laughs> okay, thank you. There, I, I read that. And I'm like, this, yeah. those are so mediocre. But, but, you, but I know. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, a George Clooney debut. Like that's that's what everybody forgets about oh Attack my God. of the Killer Is that Tomatoes. Really? He was oh yeah. In that? yeah, yeah. George Clooney no. was in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Well, wow. <laughs> well, I, I have to say I really do love Plan Nine from Outer Space. I mean, it really sucks, but I do love it. And <laughs> I, but I really do not love Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It's I, it's a terrible movie, really but it's funny because it's, it's so terrible. campy. You're and right. when I aired it on my show, you know, I wrote jokes about how bad the movie was. But they had already written all their jokes, so there wasn't really anything to say. All the jokes about tomato sauce and ketchup had been taken, you know, already. So can, it was a horrible movie to host. Can you tell us three or four of your favorite movies of all time? I mean, this is a podcast for an independent streaming site, and I couldn't find anywhere where you talk about, even if they're romantic comedies, just any movies that you really loved. <clears throat> well, I'll, I'm going to tell you the movies that completely changed my life. Yes. And, right. and that I, I thought about so much that I actually kind of reenacted the movies later. Well, well one was House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I did not reenact that. But I had a very strange experience at that actual house in the Hollywood Hills where I met Christopher Lee, who was nice. shooting The Howling um, 2 at that time. Okay. Um, two was... Viva Las Vegas with Elvis Presley and Anne Margaret. And that movie changed my life. I mean, I saw that movie and said, that's where I want to be, Las Vegas. I want to be a showgirl. 
Uh, so totally changed my life. Uh, the other one was Sweet Charity. These are really old movies, guys, okay? You, nobody was born back then. Um, but it was just one of my favorite movies. It starred Shirley MacLaine and Cheetah Rivera and a bunch of people. And and I sort of ended up living out that movie, too, when I lived in Italy, and not in a good way. <laughs> um, and then let's see. Well, do you want to expand on what other... that means? Not in a good way? Like, do you want to tell us what that means? Mm, well... I ended up being a diamond dance girl at a at a bar in Italy, okay. and that is not a fun job. It really sucks. People come in and pay you, buy tickets to dance with you. Uh, it's like more like a wrestling match uh, <laughs> because they dance with you and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a really sucky job. But the movie Sweet Charity was about a bunch of diamond dance girls, and so oh, there I was living that movie again. Anything else? And, well, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah, we I saw like that. It. We yeah. saw that in yeah. the theaters. Yep. Oh, yep. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And and obviously that changed my life because it kind of put me on the, uh, you know, calendar there or whatever, whatever the hell that means. I don't know. Uh, it, you know. Yeah. Um, made my awareness uh, grow quite a bit. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask this question gingerly. Uh, cautiously, and, and I hope you you answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Were you more than friends with Jimmy Page, Tom Jones, and Jimi Hendrix? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but, right. um, uh, well, 
I don't know what you say more than friends, but yes, I had little uh, uh, encounters with all three of them. Can you and say they were flirtation? Were they flirtation? Oh, many more. Yeah. Well, with yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't get into the whole list in my book uh, because the book, you know, I didn't want it to be as long as the Bible. But anyway, uh, I was kind of a, a, a groupie back then. My hair is driving me crazy. Sorry, guys. I got this. That looks fantastic. Yeah, you yeah, look fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let, Sorry. Let's go back um, to uh, the, these three guys: Jimmy Page, Tommy Jones, and Jimi Hendrix. If you wouldn't mind. Which one of the three company did you enjoy the most? Good question. Uh, what Jimmy Page, Jim, Jimmy Hendrix, and... and Tom Jones. Oh, Jimmy Hendrix. Definitely. Oh, why? Mm. Why? Tell us why. Um, he was sweet and kind and uh, cared about me. I had just been hit in the head with a um, tear gas canister, oh, and wow. he was taking care of me and getting a washcloth and ice and putting it on my head and being so incredibly sweet. And we stayed in his trailer right before he went to perform at the Denver, um, uh, it was a Denver pop festival back in like 19, I don't know, 68, 69. And um, um, yeah, he was a doll. We, we kissed, we made, made out, we smoked weed. And then he went on to do his show and uh, he, he couldn't have been, more sweet and caring and interesting. We're talking about politics. I didn't know anything about politics at that time, but he did just the state of the United States at that time during the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really, really fantastic. Um, the other two guys said uh, it was not such a fun time, but I still <laughs> love Jimmy Page, I gotta tell you. I love Jimmy Page so much. Oh, I, can we talk about that or should we move on to the next question? Well, you can talk about I met him when he was in the Yardbirds. Oh, okay. That's how long okay. So before, that was. before wow. that was up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which was one of the best damn bands in the whole world. And yeah. I mean, um, he's just one of the best guitarists in the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm a music freak and I, I respect him so much. And I wish I could have had a better uh, kind of uh what would you call it, run in with him than it was. But it was very brief. I was way too young. Uh, he was, I think, a little out of it, perhaps. And so it wasn't that fun. But I was thrilled to meet him in any case. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know what's so great about you? You are so positive. No matter what happens, you say it with a smile. Yeah. Um, oh, listen, I'm going to throw you a curveball question that nobody has ever asked you ever. Oh, but you are did you sure? Yeah, I'm 100% mm. sure. Uh-oh. You, oh, mentioned, you, you mentioned the Bible just a second ago. What's your favorite Bible verse? Oh, I do have a favorite. Let's see. Uh, Here we go. It's, it's, uh, I forgot it. But, uh, well, say it. I, I can. I can help you figure it is out. It, is it the fourteenth Psalm? Okay. Um, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I okay. shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is that the fourteenth? Amen. Psalm? Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. And oh I actually do know the whole thing, but I can't think of it right now. But has anyone I, else that ever... was drilled into my head when I was in Sunday school when I was Bi a kid? And Bible Bible verses with or... with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, was something that, <laughs> yes, that was not exactly the the, the 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 plan theme for this, but here we are. <laughs> it's needed. I um, think it's still a really great uh, uh, really great song. I love yeah. saying it. I, I like everything that it says in there. And I, I thought at the time, goodness and mercy were two dogs. I don't know why that looked like Lassie, <laughs> and I always thought that they're following me the rest of my life. And I thought that's. A awesome i have these two dogs following me has and anyone ever wonderful. asked you that question before 
No, you are right. You are right. Yay, the first um, time I've got asked a question that nobody else has asked. Um, I want to ask you two more questions. This next one is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive deep here. Um, I want to talk to you about your mom, and I don't want you to cry. Okay, I hope it's not another Bible verse question, because no, no. that's my only no, no, one that's that's I know. <laughs> By the time we interview you next time, you better have another Bible verse. Okay, <laughs> I'm start studying now. Did you... Okay, I know you guys had a strained relationship, and I and I've yeah. seen other interviews where you talk about your mom and and the tears start flowing. <laughs> but did you yeah. ever find out what the root cause was of your strained relationship with your mom? Well, my mom, her mom had died when she was nine years old, and my mom uh, was put into a foster care system wow. and shuttled from one home to another the rest of her childhood. And I can only imagine that it wasn't that. Uh, great of an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and see. So she had her demons, uh, let me tell you. And she was just a very tense and anxious uh, and angry woman. I honestly don't think she should have had kids <laughs> been married. But back then, that's what you did. You know, everybody did. And um, she just had a hard time dealing with, with us three girls. And uh it was not pleasant. It was not pleasant. Did, Our relationship came, became better as she got older, although she still drove me out of my mind most of the time. But, did, did she ever uh, tell you she was proud of you? Did you guys ever reconcile? She has told me she was proud of me. Um, yeah, over the years, she was very proud of me becoming Elvira. I know that when I got famous, she was very, very happy and proud about that, okay. um, And my as my dad was. But... Um, Yes, uh, uh, it gets a little more like sounding like I'm a psychologist. I won't even go there. Okay, but, all right. But Let, yeah, no, I know she was very proud. And she told everybody I was Elvira. And so I, half my life I spent signing autograph photos to her mailman's sons, cousins, nice. daughters, nice. garbage nice. collector. I mean, everybody she met, she would pull out my picture. This is my daughter. And then Aww. I'd end up signing photos to everyone in the world. That's beautiful. I mean, I've never heard you talk about the reconciliation with your mom. I've only heard about the problems. So hearing that you guys got a, and then can you tell, I've never heard you say one thing about your dad. Tell us one great thing about your dad. Just one. Oh, my dad, he was a trip. He was a man's man. I mean, he was a big tattooed guy that would kick the crap out of anybody who looked at him sideways. (laughs) My dad had, he was just amazing. I mean, I, I remember even when I was in my 20s, I signed up for this gym one time uh, in Colorado Springs because I was going to be home for a month. And um, they accused me of signing up for the year and sent me a bill for the entire year. And I went in with my dad and I said, you know, I only signed up for a month. That was very clear. And they go, no, you didn't. You signed up for a year. And the guy behind the desk said said uh, to my dad, did it ever occur to you, Mr. Peterson, that your daughter is a liar? Whoa. And my dad flew across that desk and punched the living crap out of that guy. He was crying on the ground. And then he goes, come on, Sonny, let's go. And that guy was just laying there. I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. You didn't didn't mess with any of his family or anything. But on the other side, he was super funny and charming and and, uh, great storyteller. Really funny guy. Let's end with this. First of all, uh, just a quick reminder. Elvira has an, oh, sorry, Cassandra Peterson. Yes. Forgive me for saying that. She has a new okay. book out. I'm used called, to it. Don't worry. Has, listen, when you, when you grow up watching you, 
the name Cassandra never comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we had to ingrain it into our minds here, <laughs> but I've wanted to call you Elvira 100 times during this interview. <laughs> her, her new book is called Yours Cruelly, and I just want to end with this last question. Tell us about you and Frank Sinatra. Ah, oh, yes, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> I met him in Vegas when I was the date of Alan... Um, Osmond, one of the Osmond brothers, uh -huh. and uh, we met Frank Sinatra at Nancy Sinatra's uh, birthday party or opening of her show, I think, at, at Caesar's Palace. And anyway, I'm standing there with the whole Osmond family. I'm a showgirl at that time across the street at the Dunes, and Frank Sinatra shakes everybody's hand, mom and dad, Osmond, and all the seven siblings, and then he gets to me, and I extend my hand to shake it. And he uh, puts his hand in his pocket and leans back and goes, nice tits. I mean, oh. it was in front of the Osmonds. Yeah. They're from wow. Utah. Uh, yeah. They're Mormons. I mean, they never heard that word. I was dying, dying, dying. Of Amazing. But the only good part about that story is that many, many years later, I was working as a, a hat chef girl in um, a restaurant called Emilio's in Hollywood. And Frank Sinatra came in to the restaurant with his entourage and uh, he checked his hat with me. And while he was dining, I spit in it. Nice. Oh, <laughs> wow. See, revenge is better than All Christmas. Right. It was awesome. All right. I felt uh, better after that. <laughs> Cassandra, remind us uh, your website. Elvira.com and I'm on all the social medias at, at uh, The Real Elvira. Listen, thank you so much for your time. Chris, did this you enjoy so, this? This is so fantastic. Um, yeah, thanks yes. so much for joining us. Yeah. yeah. That was fun, you guys. That was a fun interview. And I like the, I like the Bible study question. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Well, listen, I hope it encourages you to memorize one more. Yeah, I might have to now. That's our, that's <laughs> that's our, that's our next interview. On. Well, actually, we're going to yeah. turn this into a new podcast series, is, is the, the Bible with uh, Cassandra Peterson. Oh, that's going to be super exciting. Remind me not to Okay. Oh, <laughs> I did right, Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thank you okay. so much. All right, take Thanks for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Playing now on Fandor is Opeka. An iron-willed Argentine priest inspires hope for an entire nation by teaching people living in Madagascar's largest landfill to build a highly functional city in their failing African country. That's F-A-N-D-O-R, the home for cinephiles. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.